First Peter chapter 3. We didn't, well, we did get to the end of verse 12. Let's read from verse 13. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that ask you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed and falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better, if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. So, um, very um, different, very, very different to what the world thinks and uh, reactions and actions here. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word tonight and the word from Peter and it's always relevant because human nature is the same whether it be 2,000 years ago or today and Lord you know the hearts of men you know why they persecute those that do right and Lord I pray that we as Christians would understand that uh, even when we do good and suffer it it's acceptable with God and I pray that you would strengthen us and uh that we might have the right attitude in times like that. And bless the word, bless the people that can't be here, that are listening in, that aren't well. Strengthen them too, Lord. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 13. Now we've look at, we're looking under the... We must be saintly in our walk. We're talking about the conduct of Christians. And the third point was we must be saintly in our walk. And under that we looked at a right... The right actions, verse 11, the right acknowledgement, verse 12, and then verse 13, the right after effects. Ask the question, did Peter suffer for his faith? He certainly did. And um, <clears throat> he was suffering under the hands of a half-mad leader, Nero, a mad emperor. Then how could he say what he said in verse 13? If you follow that which is... And who is he who will harm you if you follow, be followers of that which is good? <laughs> what was he thinking when he said that? Yeah, he was being harmed. But you see, the harm that he was thinking about that he can't be harmed with was not the temporal harm down here. What, what man can do to us down here? So that's the way we have to view these things when they come upon us. He was looking at things long term. He was thinking of heaven and the bliss and the glory of heaven, not the blight of down, being down here. And there's several references we could refer to that the Lord Jesus spoke of these sort of things in that term. In chapter 5 of Matthew and verse 10 in the Beatitudes, that's Matthew chapter 5 and verse 10 down to 12, blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. You see, <laughs> they can't harm, hopefully, your faith. and your. St they can't harm, harm your standing in the Lord Jesus. That's secure. And blessed are ye when men rev shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely 
for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. So you're not unique. We're in the same basket as these people that have gone before us. Read Hebrews 11. And um, <clears throat> so Peter was writing it in that sense. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 12 and verses 4 to 7, it says something the same. Got Luke 12, 4 to 7. I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body and afterward have no more that they can do. <laughs> and unsafe people will say, what more could they do? Well, they can't do any more. <laughs> That's the ultimate, taking your life, taking a person's life down here for an unsafe person. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear, fear him who after he hath killed the body hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for a farthing? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But every hair, <clears throat> but every hair of your head is, are all numbered. <clears throat> Fear not, therefore ye are more valued than many sparrows. So <clears throat> you have these references. And it's also given in the Old Testament. We won't turn there, but it's Isaiah 51 verses 7 to 12. Or 7, 8 and 12. The same thought here. Peter was looking at long-term harm. They can't harm us. They can kill the body, but they can't harm us eternally. And <clears throat> I closed last time, that was three weeks ago, with an example mentioning Hugh Latimer, a preacher back in the 1555 somewhere. He preached and the common people loved him, very popular. He spoke plainly. He spoke that they could understand. And there was Bishop Ridley, the Bishop of London. Both were condemned to be burned to death. And both were taken to the stake at the same time as heretics by Mary, an avid Roman Catholic. As they were there, Latimer turned to Ridley as they were being bound and said, We shall this day, my Lord, light a candle in England as shall never be extinguished, and so they did. That's 1555, and after the, not long after the Reformation started and spread all over the world, and we benefit from that today in the freedoms we have. The Western world is free because of the Reformation, free from religious, well, so far. It's looking a bit hairy, but <clears throat> that is the case, and they did light a candle. Praise God. They suffered for it. They gave their life for it, but uh, we are benefactors of what happened there to them and their prayer even answered. Matthew 10.28, fear not them, as we read, kill, that kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Fear God. Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead, said the Lord. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. So when we face crisis... Crises in our lives, we can give in to our fears if we go on the flesh and make wrong decisions. And let's not fear our circumstances, but fear him that can harm after death and can hurt, but don't fear the people in the flesh. The next <coughs> thought there, given in verses 14 to 17, 
the conduct of Christians in the family, 1 to 7, in the fellowship, and we just finished that, verses 8 to 3, 13, and in the faith, the conduct of the Christian in the faith, in the faith under fire, our attitude in suffering. We are to suffer, and verse 14, for the right reason. Notice that, but but and if you suffer, what's the reason if we're going to suffer, we should suffer for? For righteousness sake, for doing right, for living the Christian life as we should. That's the only reason we should, but not going out there to try to get attention to ourselves and say, persecute me. <laughs> um, no, going out in wisdom. We need to be able to discern if we're suffering for our sins and what comes if, we su- if we're suffering for our sins, who's bringing that suffering upon us? The Lord. Hebrews 12, about chastisement and getting us to get us back in. And, and we are all with chastisement, otherwise we're illegitimate sons, aren't we? That's what it says in Roman, uh, Hebrews 12. So we need to discern whether we're suffering for sin or suffering for self-seeking. That's a big one that we can cover up and make, make it look a righteous thing, but it's not. When we're seeking our own way, self-seeking, our egotistical attitudes, and we suffer for them. Our pride, we suffer for that. We try to cover it, but that's why we're suffering. That's not righteousness' sake. That's our own sinful self, isn't it? And our self-seeking. But if we suffer for righteousness' sake, we ought to be glad for the Lord. Happy are ye, it said there. First Peter chapter 4, just over a bit in verse 14. First Peter 4, 14, it says, If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. So for righteousness' sake, if you've witnessed for the Lord and you suffer for him, suffering for righteousness' sake, if you're living a, a Christian life that's setting such an example like a light in the darkness of men around you who are living in darkness and doing darkness and they get upset because you're a godly example, you're suffering for righteousness' sake, <laughs> suffering for the Lord. Yet, in uh, this is First Peter 4.16, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him not be ashamed. You go back to chapter 2, verse 20 that we've already covered. For what glory is it if when ye buffeted for your faults ye shall take it patiently, but if when ye dwell... If you do well and suffer for it, take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. So suffering for righteousness' sake is something that we can be happy for and glad for. And usually when we're not suffering for righteousness' sake, but for self's sake or sin's sake or pride's sake, when we suffer, we get angry. (laughs) We react the wrong way. We know we've done wrong. And we, we're, we're copping it for that. Should we? Should we get angry? No. We, we, we deserve what's coming. You, you got what was coming. You might, your parents might have said. <laughs> you got what was coming. Well, <clears throat> we are to suffer for the right reason. Verse 14, the first part of that. With the right reaction in verse 14b. Happy are ye. <clears throat> What did Peter know was going to happen to him one day? 
And Jesus said it while he was still alive before the crucifixion. He was going to, he's going to die, but how he, he knew how he was going to die too. He's going to be crucified. And so, <clears throat> I don't know that he woke up every day. I wonder if it's today. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll see something in a moment about that. <clears throat> he could just sleep, sleep at night. <laughs> but he knew one day he's going to be crucified. And so, even though he knew, knew that, he was to be happy. Yeah. All the time, <laughs> every day. Peter had been persecuted already quite a few times. In the book of Acts chapter 5, just to give a, <clears throat> a few occasions here, he wouldn't have done this, he wouldn't have put up with this before Pentecost and indwelt by the Spirit and before the crucifixion and resurrection. But he responded correctly afterward. <clears throat> In Acts 5.14, we read there, And believers were more added to the church, multitudes both of men and women. Great things were happening. Miracles were happening, even by the hand of Peter. And the shadow passing by might overshadow some of them. In verse 15, they brought the sick into the streets, laid them there. And so it gave a bit of a heady, heady head, couldn't it? <laughs> Just my shadows fixing them up. No, I don't... It, it, if he had the wrong attitude, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and so miracles are happening. In verse 18, <clears throat> and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in prison. Come, so where is he? He's imprisoned. In verse 19 and 24, he's, he, he's released. <laughs> um, we found everything shut, but the prisoner gone. God got him out of there. He went out and he preached. Verse 25, he was, they weren't going to quieten this man. He had the right reaction. He, he, yeah, after he's thrown in prison for preaching the truth, he went out and preached it again. He, what, 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 what would have we done? Gone home and sulked about it. Well, I don't know. If he got, got out of prison like he did, <laughs> when he came to himself, <laughs> well, <clears throat> he was examined, verse 26 to 39. And brought before the religious leaders and uh, a little more careful in how they treated him this time. And verse 40, notice this is in Acts 5 verse 40. And <clears throat> to him agreed. And when he, they had called the apostles and beaten them and commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, they let them go. They let them go. <laughs> so <clears throat> they were beaten. But how, would, how did they react when they were beaten in verse 41? And they departed from the presence of the council, what? Just like it says over in Peter. So Peter knew what he was talking about when he wrote Peter many years later and many, many other accounts. It talks to him when you get to heaven of all the things that happened to him as far as persecution is concerned. So his attitude in suffering, we should suffer for the right reason. With the right reaction, happy are ye. <clears throat> in Acts 12, verses 1 to 19, Herod killed James. We looked at that at Sunday school on Sunday. Arrested Peter. Peter was released again. <laughs> Miraculously, turned up John Mark's house. The same Peter who trembled before a maid who said, you are one of them, <clears throat> was happy to be persecuted. Rejoice when he was persecuted. And uh, who was it said about sleeping? 
when you in Acts chapter 12 Acts chapter 12 and verse 6 notice something here and when Herod would have brought him forth he's, he's thrown Peter in prison the same night Peter was what was he doing John what, what was going to happen to him tomorrow he's going to be killed because Herod saw that it pleased the crowd to kill James so he imprisoned Peter and he's going to do him tomorrow and so and what was he doing you tell me how many of us <laughs> would be sleeping between the guards chained up very uncomfortable bed knowing that tomorrow is the last day truthfully <laughs> we probably wouldn't be saying I'm going to sleep I mean, we, we, we can't even sleep when we don't have these sort of problems. <laughs> Especially when you get older. <laughs> but we have, we have smaller problems and we're not happy, we're not rejoicing. Maybe the, maybe the Lord's trying to teach us to be that way. Rejoice. <laughs> be exceedingly glad. Rejoice. What is that song in the Sunday school? Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again I say, rejoice. <laughs> we go round and round that song. Well, with the right resolve, as is in Peter, back there. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Don't be afraid with any terror, neither be troubled. And Peter wasn't. So we can truly trust, read and believe the words of Peter. He'd been through the mill. And what had made the difference, he'd be, he had become... Bold after Christ's resurrection and the indwelling of the Spirit. Fears and terrors had been conquered and replaced with joy and rejoicing. And um, <clears throat> in Acts 16, Paul and Silas, they were beaten, they were thrown in the jail, they made fast, and what did they do? Sung, Sung songs, yeah. sung hymns. And... Um, Everyone else heard them, guards including. I don't know if they joined in. <laughs> the other prisoners said, what a testimony it was. And any unsafe person in that prison, looking at these two fellows all beat up and bleeding, because when he got him out, they, he patched up their sores. Remember, the fellow that beat him patched, patched them up later. So they were pretty bruised and beaten and unwashed. Anybody in that prison looking on and listening, what are these fellows about? Why are they singing? Hearing the hymns that they sung or the psalms that they sung, that probably was. And, and they, that would have been a real testimony, wouldn't it? This is the way you react when you get beat up by the authorities and you're rejoicing about the one you talked about? Yep. <laughs> well, our advice in suffering is given in verse 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. It's taken from Isaiah 8. Verse 13 to 14. <clears throat> and the fear of the Lord conquers all. Conquers all fears. Um, <clears throat> these verses introduce a section here. The setting here is from Isaiah. Is a quotation there of Ahaz, king of Judah. He faced a crisis because of an impending invasion by the Assyrian army. And the kings of Israel and Assyria 
one that Ahaz to join him in an alliance. But Ahaz, who was a wicked king, is the twelfth king of Judah, Ahaz refused, so Israel and Syria threatened to invade Judah. And behind the scenes, Ahaz confederated himself with Assyria. They were going to come and attack him. And uh, so it was quite a hodgepodge of a a mix-up. And the prophet warned him against ungodly alliances and urged him to trust God for deliverance. Even though he was an ungodly king, the prophet was saying, no, don't do that. He was saying, sanctify the Lord Lord of hosts, Lord of armies himself. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. Be a testimony for God. Isaiah 8.13 And as Christians we're faced with crises and we're tempted to give in to our fears and make an alliance with the world or make a, you know, go at our own way instead of sanctifying the Lord, the Christ, Christ as our Lord in our hearts. And we give in to the fear of man and we give in to the fear of circumstances and the fear of things that are happening around us. And uh, <clears throat> our enemies might hurt us, we think. But remember, they can't harm us. They might hurt us. They hurt Peter. They hurt Paul. They hurt most of the apostles. Well, they did. They killed them all. And <clears throat> we can harm ourselves more, as Ahaz did, by making a wrong alliance, by trusting in the world. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart. So go back your own leisure and look at the Isaiah 8 passage and see where this comes from. Do what's right. Do what's pleasing to God. Walk in truth with him and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason. And this is part of the New Testament here. And generally speaking, people do not oppose us. Many times, it's our own thoughts about what people might do and how they will oppose us that keeps us quiet, stops us living a sanctified life. You know, they <clears throat> have a beer here. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just have a beer. No, Christians are looking on. Or cheat this way. Do that to bet the Lord's looking on and not sanctifying ourselves. Instead of experiencing fear as we face the enemy, as Ahaz did, we can experience blessing if Jesus Christ is Lord of our hearts. Happy. <laughs> the happy of verse 14 is the same as blessed in Matthew 5.20. You know the Beatitudes that we were at earlier? In Matthew 5.10. Blessed. Same word as happy in verse 14 that we've looked at word happy already. It's part of the joy unspeakable and full of glory of 1 Peter 1 and verse 8. <clears throat> so is the Lord, Lord of our lives. Our advice in suffering is to be sanctified. Make it draw you closer to the Lord instead of drive you away. Make it so that you don't start accusing the Lord. What are you doing this for? I'm your child. Shouldn't you be treating me a little bit differently? And start, you know, whinging to the Lord. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Trust that he will bring it to pass. He, as you put your trust in him, will keep you safe. And then you'll be able to give an answer of the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Just like Paul and Silas did, once they, you know, the jail thing was open and the jailer was going to kill himself and and do yourself no harm, and he come in trembling. Did They sanctified the Lord, 
God gave them the opportunity and they were able to give an answer. How could you? Maybe he had heard them singing too. He, he certainly felt the earthquake. How can you do what you've done? And they were able to give him. And what happened to his household? They got saved. They got saved. We might have said, well, you know, God damn him. Look what he did to my body. <laughs> no, it didn't. They say, and they, they got saved. He, he had he had them on side then. <laughs> and do it with meekness and fear. Now Paul did did stand his ground at the end because they said, you know, you're now, you can go now, you know. Run off, I fixed you up. <clears throat> Paul said, no, let those magistrates come down and face me. <laughs> he did, he stood his ground. He wasn't talking to the Philippian jailer. Well, he said to the Philippian jailer, you know, they're trying to get away with doing what they've done to a Roman citizen. Now come and face the music. He did, he did stand up there and for the truth. So he, he had another friend, he had the Philippian jailer and his whole family on side at that time but you never know what the Lord will do he had the law yeah, he did he had the law on his side <clears throat> in suffering let us enthrone the Lord in our hearts because he and give him the glory because he controls all situations he doesn't allow anything that is above what he knows we're able to bear and uh, let all things be done for his glory um, we'll finish there and be ready, be ready. But if you don't sanctify the Lord, you get angry or upset or bitter or mad, you've got no testimony. You, you can't share it because you haven't got it. And uh, that's something that we might have to face more and more as the days go on. Even from professing Christians or real Christians that are out of sorts with the Lord.